Did you do it with Mike? I have not done it with Mike. Man, you guys have been together long enough. I, know, I figured you would I, have done it with Mike by now. I don't know how the relationships lasted without painting with a twist, but... Is that what you call it? Painting with a twist? That's what they called it in Pennsylvania. What'd you guys do last night? We painted with a twist. <laughs> Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. It's a podcast all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table, tucking board games. I'm Alan Girding. With me, I have a special guest. What's worse than cancer? Lindsay Rowe! Yeah, it's me! It's me to ruin another podcast. So buckle up. It's gonna be fun, but this is a special episode for you because there's something big going on. This is a very special episode for me. I have my new game, Countdown, on Kickstarter right now. I have, just like the game, held Alan hostage and told him that he has to have me on the podcast to talk about it. The game's called Countdown, colon, Action, action edition. edition. Yep. So what's with that? Why is it called Action Edition? It's all about action movies. It's a hidden role game where everyone is taking on the role of an 80s character in an action movie. Or I guess a character in an 80s action movie. So I'm guessing the reason this is Action Edition is you are preemptively leaving plenty of room for another theme in the future. Yes, there's there's two main reasons. One is there's already a Countdown game out that was owned by Hasbro. What? Being somewhat unsure of copyright laws, I didn't want to touch that bee's nest. I didn't want to like go in, storm that bee's nest, and find out later that I had broken some sort of rule. I'm looking this up. Hasbro... Countdown. Yeah, I guess it, it came out a couple years ago, and I, I, it was hard for me to understand what it was about, but it exists, and it's Hasbro. Is it an action figure or a game? It was a game. Oh, man, I cannot find this. Then the other reason is, while I was developing Countdown, and I was trying to solve all of its many, many problems during development, I inadvertently designed a bunch of other versions of the game that were like so unique and different that they really deserved their own. You talking about the alien one with the captain yeah. and the mm-hmm. infection? Oh, yeah, that yeah, was you, fun. Played, you played one of those. I played all of these, yeah. You haven't played the newest one yet. I haven't, that's true, no. The one that's on Kickstarter, I haven't played the final version. You haven't played the final version, and then I have one that uh, I've been working on with Avery. Oh, it's a version. Yeah, a new version. Wow. How's Stephen Avery contributing to that? He's just chaos. It's amazing. So here's... He just, here's, bl- he just blurts out things. I'm like, that makes no sense, but I'll find a way to make it work because it's amazing. <laughs> here's my interaction with Stephen Avery. We were collaborating on this game and we hit a major hiccup, but it was amazing, his enthusiasm. What are we going to do? Here's what I've been thinking. And the hilarious thing is this. I would implement these changes he suggested and then I play test them. He's never even played this game. We've been trying to develop this game and he's just throwing ideas at me and saying, what about this? What about this? Hasn't even played it yet. It's pretty hilarious. It's pretty amazing. When uh, he pitched me his idea, he had never played the original. He had just heard the concept and was like, well, you could do this. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess that'll have to be a thing now because that's amazing. But he had never played the game. And he'll be like, what about these ideas? And I'm like, you should really play this core game because some of these are great, but some of these make no sense. 
All right, so I just did a board game geek search of just countdown. Here's the top items that showed up. Countdown colon special ops. Countdown 2002, but it has an exclamation mark on it. And this one looks like Shut the Box. Have you ever seen Shut the Box? No, what's that? Where you just roll the dice. You, you've never heard of Shut the Box? I never heard of Shut the Box. Sh- shut your face. More, more like it. <laughs> It's where you just roll two dice and you have a combo and you can flip over. Like if you roll a five and a six, you can flip over the five and the six, or you could flip over the 11. So you're just supposed to take turns rolling and you just... What are you talking about? You've never heard of Shut the Box, huh? What's in the box? It's literally just a box where you roll the dice, but on the sides of it are usually wooden toggles that have numbers on them. One through, I'm sorry, two through 12. Maybe it's one through 12. I don't even know. And as you roll the number, then you flip it over, and the goal is to be the first player to get all of your numbers eliminated. Is it a speed game? No, it's just that bad of a game that I just explained to you. <laughs> it's literally just that. It's Candyland. I'm trying for adults. to find out, like, what what is it? Because that can't be all it is. That's all it is! That can't be all it is! There has to be more! I'm clicking on countdown with an exclamation mark, and it looks like, shut the box. I'm going to read this description. Oh, look at this. Countdown takes the gameplay of Shut the Box and turns it into a two-player game. Each player has keys from one to ten and must try to flip them all over by rolling the two dice and forming a mathematical equation using the two dice. This sounds exactly like Shut the Box. I don't know what the difference is here. Whatever the answer to the equation is determines which key can be flipped over. You can use addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Oh, I've never heard of the multiplication division part. So maybe that's the difference. The twist is that if you roll 11, your opponent has to reset all of their keys. And if you roll 12, you have to reset all of yours. Great game for teaching kids basic math skills. Yeah, I think it's also a great game to teach everyone how to have a shitty game. Because that sounds awful. Yeah, it's really going to bring people into the industry. Right. Oh my goodness. All I need now is to flip over the one key and I win. Oh shit, I just rolled boxcars, double sixes. I start all (laughs) over again. Man, that's such horse crap. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's the new game I designed. Hold on, we're not done yet. Shut the box. It's going to be a line. (laughs) (laughs) Countdown 1982 is another game. I don't know what this one's about. I'm clicking on it. Loading. It says, mirror the television series. So apparently there's a television series called Countdown. All players play simultaneously. The clock from the series is replaced by a gizmo that plays the think music from the series. Well, well, I guess it's basically A gizmo? Countdown. Do they use the word gizmo? Yes. I just read the oh, description that, that's on there. That made that description so much more special. Who uses that word? You... <laughs> I mean, this is really fascinating. We should just do a podcast on the BGG terms. Well, Gremlins uses Gizmo. I mean, that was pretty well done in that series. It's an adorable name. All right. So that's just the first three Countdown Special Ops, Countdown Exclamation Mark, and Countdown. Now, here's where it gets interesting Volcano Island Countdown. Ooh. Yeah. 24 Countdown Game. It takes the television series of 24. Bidu, 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 and makes it into a board game. Do you countdown? Bedlam, the countdown. I don't know what that is. Four-way countdown, which takes the classic countdown and makes it four players instead of two. Wow. Then there's electronic countdown for those people who don't want to drag their dice and the box around. (laughs) Play regular countdown. 
<laughs> Countdown to Disaster from 2015. I don't know what that one is. That looks kind of interesting. But here's Countdown 2005. I'm going to click on this and see what this one is. Countdown 2005. I still haven't found just a straight-up Hasbro version of it. I don't know. My bosses came to me and told me that, so I just was, I just believed them like a fool. Who are your bosses? The mics. The mics. They're not really... They're, not, they're bosses when, when they want to be, but... Boss is a strong word, but I really took their word on this, and uh, I'm regretting it the more we go down this list. All right, so I have told you some of the other Board Game Geek releases of Countdown, but why don't you just tell us the soul of Countdown the Game, yours, Countdown Action Edition, and in order to do that, you have to get on the elevator. Wait, I gotta, I gotta like, pass my hand over my face while I prepare. Okay, you have one minute. You are Alan Girding. I'm Alan Girding? Yeah, you always have to do a character. Don't you remember being the Terminator Christopher Walken on your first time on the show? Oh, I was going to just make off it. All right. Yep, I remember. Okay, yeah. No, I no, totally no. I totally prepped for this podcast. I didn't just go for a five-mile run go. in my running clothes. Hi, everybody. So, I'm Alan Girding, and today we're going to be having this hostage situation. One of you is going to be an action hero, and one of you is going to be an exercise jockey, and one of you is gonna be a supermodel, and one of you is gonna be a robot. Now, one of you is gonna be a villain, and I don't know which one of the villain is, but we're gonna figure that out by the time this elevator goes down to the bottom, or we're all gonna die in a beautiful explosion. 30 seconds left. So, let's see, how can we avoid the explosion? Well, I'm gonna flip over these cards, and I can do an action on each card, because I am the sexiest action hero. So, action hero, I'm gonna ask the robot, what is your favorite food? It's oil? Huh, that's weird. I don't really believe you. Um, I'm gonna leave you inside the building while everyone else gets out of this elevator, and you're gonna explode now. Goodbye. You're gonna have to explain a lot of that elevator pitch to me, Lindsay. First of all, let's talk about your impersonation of me. The only indication I got that you were being me was a high voice and, hey, I'm Alan Girding. Well, it, you're such a fashionable man. I was trying to sound like a fashionable man. Okay. I've never been accused <laughs> of being a fashionable man in my life. So right now I'm wearing a Tuesday Night Games t-shirt, of course, and jeans that have naturally worn holes in them like none other. Naturally worn holes? Yeah, I don't understand why people buy jeans with holes already in them. No, no, no. I want to. All right, so I want to explain something to your audience because we've we've gone to some cons together. All right. Yes. And I just want them to know that this man takes like an hour in the bathroom to get ready for a con in the morning. What? That is. That's totally true. <laughs> no, I take an hour to you, poop. You spend you spend an hour in the bathroom every morning getting ready for a con. I'll be sitting by the door forever. What are you talking about? No, no, just a floss. Flossing alone requires half a thing of floss and like 15 minutes. Oh, Lindsay. (laughs) Oh, Lindsay. You, first of all, these are two separate categories. You're talking about flossing and then you're talking about how long it takes me to get ready in the morning. And you're saying it takes me an hour. First of all, exaggerations. All I'm saying is that the times that I have seen as an example... You have a hefty morning schedule before we go to a con. All right. Well, let's talk about the flossing for a second. I don't know how you floss, but realistically, when I floss, I want a fresh piece of floss <laughs> for every little bit of in between my teeth. Because otherwise, no, no, no. I'm just this recycling guy looks like he's gum. He's going to hang someone with floss. 
It's like a rope made of flies. I do an arm's length, yo. <laughs> arm's length, because you got to wrap around your fingers so three times much. so it doesn't slip. It's wax, too, so it's sticky. I've never even seen you floss, Lindsay, so I'm not even sure if you're doing it. So don't give me shit about having a healthy dental hygiene. What is that? What are you doing, kid? You doing some healthy exercises? Loser. <laughs> What's that? You're saying no to drugs? What's wrong with you, kid? You flossing? Pfft, pathetic. What's wrong with you? Give me crap about flossing. I'm just trying to I'm trying to give you the benefit of a doubt on why it might take you an hour to get ready. It doesn't take me an hour to get ready. Now, the pooing, flossing, is, pret- the I flossing have a, is part of it, and the shitting is another part. Well, I have a lethargic colon, so it takes me a long time to take a poo. This I know. And how dare you even bring this up on a podcast? Let's talk about all your personal embarrassments it's because well, you can edit it out yeah well i mean you won't though if i edit it out then this <laughs> podcast episode is just gonna be like five minutes long anyway that's all right i owed you some revenge i'm just trying to say why i had you be a fancy person it's so you just had to lie to justify why i was fancy and high-pitched voice means fancy what's going on yeah all right i'll leave you alone I've, listen i'm watching i've been watching a lot of like old kind of European dramas and like all the guys in the powdered wigs talk like that. It's in my head. All right, I'm calling bullshit on this. Name the European drama that you've been watching. Oh, we watched a... Yeah. I don't know the names of things. Uh-huh. Get out of yeah. here. Okay. All right. I've been watching those European dramas. It's <laughs> no, true. You're just I'm watching... lying to back up your previous I've been, lies. No, I've been, I've been watching... I've been listening to a lot of Hamilton... And the French are very fancy in that. Okay. Um, and <laughs> or the English. I guess it's the English and Hamilton, not the French. So I ask you, and the first thing you can think of is Hamilton. Man, every time you're on the show, you lie, just like you talked I don't about. Don't lie. You talked about how you killed me, an assassin. That's never happened. Oh, I totally killed you, an assassin. You never killed me, an assassin. chest and go bang is that not killing you <laughs> i can't just believe because you had like a weird muscle jerk to the side means i missed that's that's not true Lindsay, we've talked about this before and i can't believe you're bringing this back up when we play assassin you have to slit the other person's throat otherwise and no one told me that was a rule i thought you could shoot them if you had a finger gun to their chest it wasn't to my chest you never touched it was, me it was it was touching your shirt, sir. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can't believe we're bringing up this old garbage. Speaking of what's gonna be old garbage, let's talk about your stupid game, Countdown yeah, Action Edition. Uh, really glad that we're featuring it on this show. Yes. So this is a big deal. I want to talk about your adventures kickstarting this thing, but... Explain in detail, so countdown, here's my memory of how the game's played, and you tell me what's changed. Okay. The reason I really like this game is because it has role-playing, so you get to act, and it's a hidden role game. Now, the original version that I played was drafting, where you sat in a circle with all the other players, except one person was the hero, who's kind of like the moderator, but is actually the most important player. So the moderator, quotation marks, isn't out of the game whatsoever. But all the other players sitting in a circle, first player gets a crap ton of cards, and on each of these cards, it says who you are. It could be a pro wrestler, could be aerobics instructor, could be a robot, and you choose one of those characters and you pass it along. 
that draft goes all the way until the end, and then the last person gets to bury a card. Then the hero has to come along and has an action deck where they draw one card off of the deck and it tells them something to do. A lot of times it's ask a question. Sometimes it's set a hostage free. So they have to decide who they're going to set free, but they don't want to set free who's actually the terrorist or the bomber or the villain, as you're calling it. Because the whole point of the game is safely rescue all the hostages, but don't accidentally rescue the villain who's got their timer mechanism on the bomb. So anyway, I remember that aspect. And the cool thing is about that action deck is that somewhere shuffled into the bottom of the deck is boom. So you only have so many questions and so many actions before you go ahead and blow things up. The role playing comes in because we would always put our hands behind our back like we were strapped to chairs. And then we would wait for the hero to come up and basically peel the tape off our mouths and ask us a question. And then we'd have to do it in our character. If you were a robot, you would answer the question like this. Now, you tell me what I missed and what has changed since Countdown. Because I already know, because I'm following it on Kickstarter. Of course, I bet right away, because as much as I hate to admit it, you're my friend. I know. So I'm going to support you. So tell me, what what did I miss? First of all, I was going to start by saying really nice things, like what an influence you've been on this game and how your feedback as we've played it has been instrumental to making it to this final stage. My only hope is that you pick up on my dental hygiene too, Lindsay. We're going to skip all this now because... (laughs) All right, all right. Anyway, so what's changed in the game? It's really close to the version that you played. We still have the draft. You still get to pick the characters. One of the things that we do now, you get a card before that that says whether you're going to be a villain or a hostage. Nice. So now if you have a hostage card, you have to take one of the hostages during the draft. So you still get to pick your character. But if you're a villain, you have to pick one of the villain characters. If you're a hostage, you have to pick one of the hostage characters. Got it. That was one of the big changes. Is that randomly distributed now? The and that's hostage? randomly distributed. Okay, because yeah, before so. you could kind of choose if you wanted to be the villain or the hostage. Right. Before we tried really, I tried really hard to like let people pick what team they wanted to be on. And what I really learned is that no one ever wants to be a bad guy. I felt really bad. People on the end would always have to be villains because no one ever voluntarily picks to be the villain. So then it would be easier for the hero. Yeah, and it was so easy. Right. So you can't pick your team now, but you can still pick your character. You still get the draft, so you still get to see all the cards as they're passed down. The draft has a couple of discards in the middle to help the counting cards to make it a little bit more difficult to figure out where cards went. Gotcha. Because the villains are going to have to try to pretend they're one of the characters that they either saw or whatever. So if I'm a villain, I'm going to have to act like a robot. And ideally, you've picked a character to act out that is already buried. Right. Because otherwise someone else could be like, uh, does not compute. I am the robot. Therefore, you know, one of the two of us is villain. That's really helped. And then the biggest change and the thing that I really like the most is the hostage players or the players in the circle that weren't the action hero wanted more to do because their role was a little bit more passive. They're just answering questions. So we gave them these things called action scenes. So now everyone gets an action scene and essentially they can like have this crazy scene in the movie go off whenever they want. They can completely control when they decide to play it. They can like make the ceiling suddenly collapse and prevent someone else from being released. Like these reactions. Someone's like escaped. You can like tackle them and tie them back up even if the action hero wanted to let them go. 
if you're released, one of my favorites called The Lovers, if you're released, you can point to someone else in the group and proclaim that they are your true love, and the action hero has to release them too with you, so you go out as a couple. Nice. One of the things is it gives the players a lot more control to either help or hinder the action hero. They can even become the action hero for a turn or two. And then the other thing is it has these like really hilarious cinematic moments, because there's like a little thing that you read. Role-playing is such a huge part of this, so they have to kind of describe like what's happening in the movie that's causing all this, which makes it a lot more fun, and by the end of it, there's a lot more of a story that's been told. Other than that, the game is really similar to the version that you played. I read on your Kickstarter that there are multiple heroes that you can be. What are the slight differences between each of the heroes, and how does that affect gameplay? Yeah, so we have three different heroes now, and, and we're close to unlocking a, a fourth different hero. Ooh! Um, they're based on difficulty, so we have kind of easy, medium, hard. They all have the same actions, they all have like kind of like the same role in the game, but their win conditions range from being pretty easy. We have the wild card, and he like he's okay with some casualties. As long as he gets most of the bad guys out and doesn't kill a ton of people, he's pretty good. And that's kind of like our beginner mode. And then we have something called the badass, and the badass is called that because it's really hard. You have to have a perfect game. You have to get every villain to blow up and every hostage out safely. Nice. That's American justice. Yeah. <laughs> the assassin, you have to get everyone out of the building but one person. So essentially you let everyone go, and then it's just you and that one person, and then you're like, I was trying to kill just you the whole time. And then that person has to be a villain. So essentially you have to get everyone out, which is really difficult, and then you could let a couple of villains out. But not this one villain, because I've been waiting for you this entire time. Right. But there's some villains that they need a perfect game. They need all the villains to escape. So it contradicts some other win conditions. Oh, the villains have win conditions too, eh? Yeah. So there's the bomber. The bomber is like your basic action hero needs to lose and you need to survive the uh, hostage situation. So if you're left in the building behind, you don't get to win with the rest of your team. And then we have some other ones like the mastermind has to have the perfect game. They're pretty much the, the opposite of the badass. So they have to make sure all the villains escape? They have to make sure all the villains escape. They don't have to make sure all the hostages die, but if all the villains escape, a lot of the hostages die anyway. And then we have like the betrayer villain. And the betrayer villain is you have to be the only villain to make it out. All the other villains have to die. Oh, wow. So there's a cool. lot of like, and like even like amongst the hostages, there's hostage special win conditions. So there's a ton of kind of contradicting win conditions that you can have in a group. And it's one of those things that I love where like you can just put in the cards that you want for the game and like have all these different combinations that you enjoy with your friends. We love playing with the Betrayer. We love playing with the mob boss. What does the mob boss do? The mob boss needs one villain to get out with him, but he's a hostage, so he still counts oh. for the action hero, but he wants to get at least one villain out because he needs one of his accomplices to like survive. So basically, the mob boss is totally incompatible with the badass hero because only one right. of them will possibly win or both of them will lose. Exactly. Wow. So when you do like the badass and the mob boss then the mob boss is trying to like get the badass to lose and the badass still needs to get the mob boss out. He's still technically a hostage. So how does the game end? The game ends if the hero draws the boom card, basically, that blows everything up. But when mm -hmm. else does the game end? It just ends when the boom card goes off. It's wherever people are, because you can be released, you can be resecured. I think that's a little bit different from the last version you played. So you can release someone, but you can also tie him up. Okay, now let's talk about the possible actions the hero has. We covered some of them, but let's go into detail. Explain the action cards, one of which is the boom card, which ends the game. Is that what it's actually called, the boom card? Yeah, I call it the bomb card, but it says boom on it, so everyone calls it the boom card. Nice. 
There's three different colors or three different numbers. We did both just in case for colorblind people or something like that. But um, it goes one, two, three. And then the boom card or the bomb card is always shuffled into the third section. So you know it's in the last third of the cards? Right. So And then they're stacked on top. So you can kind of see your progress. It goes like blue, yellow, red. So blue in the beginning, you're not in a rush. Yellow, it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. When you get to yellow, you know you start. You need to start wrapping this up. And then whenever you get to red, every card turn can be boom. the end of the game. Boom! And what's really cool is the new action scene. Some of them like allow you to shuffle cards back in or discard cards. Or like if the bomb card goes off, you can like have like one more saving grace to get shuffled back in to buy you like a little bit more time. So that's the action scenes that the hostages have. Mm -hmm. But what about the actual actions the hero can take on these action cards? So they all have the same possible actions on them, but the ratios change depending on what section of the cards you're in or what color of the cards that you're in. The beginning has a lot of questions. You can ask everyone, like, what's your favorite food? What are you wearing? What's the worst thing you've ever done to try to... And these people role play. So the characters will role play their characters. That's why when you did the elevator pitch, you said, oh, you're a robot and your favorite food's oil? I'm not sure. Because if you don't know about the game, you're listening to Lindsay Rhodes' elevator pitch thinking, what? Oh, that was a terrible... What the hell is I had such a good one when I... All right, so my first elevator pitch ever was so good that I've just progressively, like, not been able to hit it again. You talking about your Christopher Walken as the Terminator? Yeah, I just... My first one was so on point that I've never been able to achieve that since... I'll get it back one day. One day. We'll see if you ever come back to this show. You may die of dental rot. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. I'm so sorry. What are the other actions? So you got uh, questions, and then those questions are written out, so you have to ask what they say. Or you can ask any question you want as long as it's a yes or no question, and everyone has to answer yes or no. That's usually where people metagame it more. So you can say, like, did you pass a villain card? And if it's yes, yes, no, no, yes, 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 you know in the middle it got a little weird there. If you're starting to narrow it down like the robot, right? If you're like, all right, did you pass the robot card? Because this person down here says they're a robot. So who here passed the robot card to the left? And you can start like narrowing down who exactly isn't being truthful about where the cards went. But if you spend too much time doing that, you can figure it out, but there won't be time enough to do anything about it. So you're always like trying to balance these actions. And the other ones I think are release a hostage, secure a hostage. If you tie him back up, you change your mind, you just like tie him back up. And then... um pull aside and pull aside i think is new since you played it as well and that means you get pull aside yeah it used to be called bathroom break i don't know if you played that version but essentially you you grab someone and you can speak to them for 20 seconds you can just talk to each other pull aside uh i thought you were saying pull aside must be your pennsylvania accent pull aside pull aside that's it's not an accent it's pull aside pool (laughs) sounds like pool (laughs) hey let's go swim what do we swim in Lindsay? It's a pool. All right. So what do we swim in? A pool. And now I, you just pushed me in, but then I reach up and grab your hand. And then what do I do to you? You pull. It's the same word. Say, I'm going to pull you into the pool. I'm going to pull you into the pool. <laughs> no, so <laughs> They're two different words. <laughs> no, they're, not. they're two different words, but they sound the same no, when you say them. pull and pool. No, that's like saying... Like, the letter Q and the word Q are the same. It's pool and pool. They're spelled differently, but they're the same. All right, Lindsay. Well, we've learned that we need to get you a pop filter desperately, and we'll let our listeners, our knaves and knights, be the judges of that. (laughs) But keep on going, Miss Pennsylvania. I enjoy this. All right. So anyway, you can can 
You pull someone aside. Which means you throw them into the swimming pool. <laughs> and talk to them and try to, like, verify. Like, you could do that and you could say, you know, like, seriously, are you lying? Like, what cards did you see? Sometimes people can use their action scenes to look at each other's character cards and cards that are discarded in the middle. So you can grab them and be like, what did you see? Did you see the, the robot card in the middle there? I know you saw those cards. Right. It's really important for hostages to pay attention to what characters they saw when they were drafting their character card, because that's what's going to help the hero determine who is actually a villain and not. But also as a villain, it's really important to pay attention to the cards that were given to you before you take one and pass it along so you know who to act. Like Because if you pass the robot, you're thinking, okay, the robot has a chance to be discarded, so maybe I'll act like the robot. Or maybe the other way around, you think, well, I didn't see the mob boss, so maybe I'll act like the mob boss. Yeah, so like all those characters, like I think we have like robot, I know we have the mob boss, the aerobics instructor, the lumberjack, like all those are characters that you'll act out. Nice. Nice. As that character, as if you were in a movie as that character. And you'll try to answer all the questions as if you were that character. Um, and one of the big differences, I know you said like we used to have the tape across the mouth so people couldn't talk except for the action hero. Turns out people hate not talking during games because they love having fun with their friends. So after a bunch of playtesting, we decided to take that away. They can talk openly now, but they have to stay in character is the rule, which makes it way more hilarious. So all these people are trying to like convey information or like argue with the action hero, but they're trying to do it as an aerobics instructor or as a lumberjack. So they could just say anything they want at any time then. Can they just say, listen, I'm the weightlifting champion and I don't think he is. He's using the same voice as me. And therefore, he's the villain. So you can just talk anything, or is there table talk limitations? Yeah, there's some basic rules that we put in place to try to limit it a little bit, but it's mostly just to keep the game flowing. Because one of the things that I, I really, I've, I've never really liked about hidden role games is the like circular arguments that go forever, and you're not really playing anymore. You're just kind of debating for a while. You cannot interrupt another player when they're talking. So if a player's answering a question, you can't jump in and interrupt their question. You can't talk over the action hero and then the action hero always has the right to be like we're moving on so if any point the conversation gets to or the debating or the arguing ever gets to a point where like it's redundant the action hero as the moderator can just say everyone shut up we're moving on to the next question which has worked out really really well now i have to ask the hard questions Lindsay: is there any penalty for talking out of character oh there's not that's a good idea oh man uh, the rule book's not sent yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk inspiration. So what were your main inspirations for this game that has a bomber in it and a boom card? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And is there a president card? There is a president card. Uh, we just got the art for it. Two Rooms and a Boom was a huge inspiration, obviously. Oh, you. It's going to be a, b- a bit of a suck up for the next couple of minutes, but the fact that like your games were always really well-timed, the timer aspect of it, I loved, and I really wanted to emulate that people actually acting like they were in these two rooms that were about to explode and the hostage exchange and like walking these hostages across from each other and having them like walk next to each other and move to the next room and stuff like that was that was all big inspiration for me and then the other big thing is that you have so many options for two rooms in a boom of what you want to be like you can throw in like hot potatoes one of my favorites ahab and moby dick like there's just so many things that you can be and it never gets old because there's all these options all the time to change the game so it never feels like i'm playing the same game even if we've been playing it all night long, which we have a couple of times. So 
those were the things that I really wanted to capture that I loved about hidden roll games because I didn't think I liked hidden roll games that much until I played Two Rooms in a Boom and uh, the one with the cigar box that went around too. Mafia de Cuba. Yeah, Mafia de Cuba. So I played a couple and I was like, oh, wow, they don't have to just be werewolf because werewolf, like I said, it, the games took a lot longer than, than I normally expect. They really opened my eyes to like new possibilities. So I remember literally I sat down once and I was like, we need a game for a New Year's Eve party. And I sat down and I was like, well, Alan can make a hit and roll game. I can make a hit and roll game. I'm just going to make a hit and roll game. <laughs> and I sat down and I just tried to like channel all my Alan-ness. Now let's get the official stats then because you were talking about time limit. How long does the average game take? About 20 to 25 minutes, a little bit longer sometimes if it's their first time. And, and especially if people have never played hit and roll games before. Yeah, to explain like the concept of lying to each other and stuff. But yeah, 20 to 25 minutes, almost dead on all the time. If it's less players, it, it takes even less than that. So speaking of players, what is the player count? Five to 15 players right now. But you could Ooh. probably buy two boxes and combine them. It just There's only enough countdown cards to handle a game of 15 players. What's the age? What's the youngest that you've played? And what's the oldest with what you've played? So with our playtesters, we've had kids that are like eight years old. Eight? They tend to struggle a little bit because they don't know some of the roles. They didn't know what an aerobics instructor was. So like, it's hard for them to act <laughs> out something. Like, it's just because it's all based in the 80s and like these 80s tropes. So like the really young kids, they, have, they struggle not with the gameplay itself, but they, they tend to struggle with like role playing these characters. Oh, the oldest is probably like 60 in the 60s. Okay. And they had never played a board game before of any sort. Oh, wow. And they did pretty well. Um, one of the biggest compliments I got are people said that like their spouses who never play games would listen to them play a few rounds with their friends and then like come over and ask if they could play it too because everyone was role playing and acting so silly. Yeah, it's a good time. It's basically, hey, let's have a party and you're going to have very strong suggestions on how to play. So even if you're not an improv artist, even if you're not an actor, it's still pretty simple and non-threatening yeah. in my and opinion. And it's easy. Like pretending to be a lumberjack, it's, it's not hard. Yeah, even if you just say, I like to chop trees. All right, that being said, <laughs> I think Billy's the robot. <laughs> I've been playing it with my friends for like over a year now, and it's just always been a good time. Even when the game was horrendously broken, and in the beginning, games always are. But even at like that first stage, like we were crying and like falling out of our chairs. So let's talk Kickstarter. One thing I think that our knaves and knights want is Lindsay Road, especially on Kickstarter, because Kickstarter, you are backing not just the game, but the creators themselves. And therefore, having more of Lindsay Road is always a good thing, to the point where I think maybe you're undervaluing yourself because you're such a good beacon of light in our industry. You're so friendly. You're the most approachable person at all these cons. So why not put yourself out there more? For instance, even the video, the Kickstarter video, it doesn't say like Lindsay Road, you teach the game and that's an awesome video, but it's not the first video on there. You kind of have to look to see Lindsay Road, Lindsay Road. Are you purposely trying to hide yourself from it? Are you purposely not putting your name forward more? I don't think I'm consciously doing it, but I could be like subconsciously a little shy. I mean, it's my first, it's my first game that's like all me, right? But you don't know that from looking at it. From looking yeah, at yeah. It, so it's I might like just be like subconsciously, because in my past companies that I've worked for and stuff, it's all about the team and pushing the team, and the team is working really hard and stuff. I could be kind of shy. I know like doing the video for that Kickstarter was the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done, and I've done tons of dumb weird stuff, and I've never been that nervous teaching it how to play for that video. I had to record it three times, and I actually had to leave and go skateboard 
for like 15 minutes to calm down because I was so nervous and I've never, <laughs> it was horrible. Like, oh man, it was, and like, I came across like, like I was stressed out and like, I was like, we have to redo it. Like, it doesn't sound like I'm enjoying myself at all, but it was mostly because like, it was so important to me that I couldn't get my shit together. <laughs> I think one thing that would be great is providing, maybe just for backers only, the outtakes of any videos you do. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> People would love to see that because it humanizes you too. And I think that's what backers really want to understand is it's not just a game store. We're not there just for the game because we were there just for the game. We could wait. We could get on Amazon. We could wait until all the reviews or get it at the con and get the signature once it's actually published. But... If not enough people back, the games don't get created. We want to go ahead and encourage designers like you to keep on doing your thing, especially if it's good. I mean, if the game ends up being horrible, then good luck with your next Kickstarter. Yeah, you're always moving on to the next thing, but... It's a great game, and I really think you should put yourself behind it. Be really proud. It's really exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think... That's some really good feedback. I think it's it's just because it's it's really like my first game that's with my name on the box. I'm definitely a little bit more shy than I've been in the past. Hey, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. In order to find the game Countdown Action Edition, they should, within the next week, go to Kickstarter and just write in Countdown, one word, and it pops right up. But if they want to follow you and what you do, what should they do? Um, You can follow me on Twitter. At- Where should they go? Oh my god, you follow me on Twitter, you can go to Lindsay, L-I-N-Z-Y, uh, underscore, underdash, whatever that's called, R-D. My god, make it more difficult. I know, yeah, I did it before I, I started doing this, and it's a long story, but it's a terrible name, you can search just Lindsay Road and it'll come up, you'll be fine. You should just change it all to Buttface McGee and can a you lot change it? more people- yeah, you can change it. Change I everything. Think you can change it. It's been like change that it forever. to Buttface McGee. I will change it to Buttface. Like it's probably be better. It'd be easier to search. Yeah, Buttface. Yeah. And that's how people know you. Yeah, I'm gonna let this all slide because I made fun of your poops earlier. So go ahead. You can call me Buttface. I won't bite back for now. But you do take a long time to poop. And I'm Alan Girding. You can find me on the <laughs> tweets and the Facebook. Alan Girding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R Ding. But more important than me, by far, is Tuesday Night Games. Follow us on Twitter, at PlayTKG, or please send us an email because next episode is going to be our Patreon episode where we talk about what we're going to do if we have a Patreon campaign. Whoa! What? You're doing Patreon? <gasps> yeah. What do you get? If you pledge, if you follow us, yeah, that and more we'll reveal next time on no. the Tuesday Night Podcast. But please send us your emails. Send them to podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. And with that being said, I believe this episode is... Finished! Let me hear it as a robot. This episode is finished. Let's have an entire conversation as robots. I don't think that would be annoying at all. Lindsay, why do you not floss 